Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Friends Till the End, the Friends podcast where we go through each episode beat by beat and talk about just how magical and how wonderfully that show uh, encapsulated the magic of the 1990s. I'm Michael Clancy and I'm joined by my my work proximity associate, Elizabeth Lovely. Hi Elizabeth. Hello Michael. How are you doing? Good. We have just watched... Season 1, episode 2 of Friends, the one with the sonogram at the end. One that will go down as a, as a real classic in Friends folklore, wouldn't you say? Sure, it gives you a lot in it. I mean, it starts having Ross's ex-wife show up at his job, where he mm-hmm. appears to be some sort of curator or mm-hmm. or historian. He's, and a, the, he's a paleontologist. A paleontologist, mm-hmm. alright. And reveals that she is pregnant. Yes! Susan, his ex-wife, Susan. Carol. Oh, yeah, Susan's the other <laughs> one, isn't she? Yes, Carol. Carol, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. pregnant with his child, which kind of throws him for a loop. As it would. And at the same time, Monica is having a, a stressful moment as she needs to prepare for her parents coming, her and Ross's parents coming. And they appear to be very uptight and picky and see Ross as the golden boy mm-hmm. and that he can do no wrong, whereas Monica, try as she might, just can't please anything mm-hmm. from the spaghetti to the pillows not being fluffed enough. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. And what else is going on? Well, uh, Rachel wants to give her engagement ring back to Barry, mm-hmm. who she left at the altar. Yes. So first she loses it. Of course. <laughs> of course Fi- finds it in the lasagna. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she shows up at his job, and it is revealed that Barry yes. went on their honeymoon with her maid of honor, Mindy. And so he is dating someone new, and he's kind of changed his appearance for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of hurt Rachel's feelings, and everyone... It was a very stressful episode for yeah. everyone involved, except for maybe the other three characters that didn't really have <laughs> right. much to say. Yeah, I mean, the the narrative is a bit of a triple threat, and I think it kind of, that's that's kind of the thing that um, Friends will follow going forward, is they'll maybe kind of pick a, a central plot line involving maybe two or three of the characters, and then the rest of them are kind of just there. The to, sidekicks. Yeah, the sidekicks, they're there to maybe, like, back them up, or mm. maybe just to provide a little funny quip along the way uh, but yeah definitely not an awful lot for joey chandler and uh, phoebe to do mm. in this week's episode in fact you know the, there's large chunks of the episode where they're not even there they kind of prop up at the beginning and a little bit at the end but they're the large chunk of it uh, that they're absent from um let's 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 talk about the um the Monica's storyline, because that's kind of done and dusted within the first half of the episode. Mm. You know, at the beginning, we see a little bit more of that um, that kind of anal retentive side of Monica that yes, we, we that do. you alluded to in the first episode. You know, she's cleaning frantically. You know, she's getting stressed about the pillows and like a little bundled up pieces of paper. <laughs> uh, could I? I you 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 come from a family, Elizabeth, where you are the youngest daughter, and you have an, an older brother sibling. Could you I have relate? Two older well, you do, siblings. you do. But uh, for the purposes of this, uh, you know, there are some comparisons to be had with you and Monica. Mm. Did, could you sympathize <laughs> with her in any way? Uh, no, my parents don't, don't act that way. I mean, your first child pretty much can do no wrong. You don't know what you're doing as a parent, and you know, making sure they're breathing through the night is 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 on everyone's mind and I feel like 
um, your first baby really, it, it, you're learning as they're learning. And so they're just precious and, and perfect. And every little accomplishment from smiling for the first time to, you know, graduating is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And so, and the you know, the, the, the second one comes along, it's still exciting and it's great. And the third one comes along and it's just like, all right, well. You'll fend for yourself. Guess, You'll be yeah. fine. And so maybe that's how Monica feels. But her parents are rough. They are really, really tough. You know, her mom does not keep anything that she's feeling inside. She just makes Monica feel belittled, I'd say. Well, Christina Pickles, who plays um, Judy, the mother, and Elliot Gould, um, wonderful actor who plays the dad, uh, they're going to be popping up throughout the series. Oh, and uh, Yeah, no, they're a lot oh. of fun. I, I, I always enjoy their cameos when they pop up. And, and certainly, like, the best part, or the bit where I laugh the most in the episode is where, like, They've had this very uncomfortable dinner party uh, where, you know, they've just basically picked apart every aspect of Monica's life. And Monica is just sort of looking at Ross being like, you need to tell them about Carol, uh, Susan. No, Carol, you're Carol, right, Carol. You need to tell them about Carol. You need to tell them about the baby and stuff like that. So she, so he eventually gets up and he goes, okay, this is what happened. She left me. She's a lesbian. She's living with this woman and she's pregnant with my kid. And <laughs> there's just a beat and the mum turns to Monica and she goes and you knew about this and I just thought that I, I thought that was a very fun button to put on that scene I thought mm-hmm. that kind of summed up the relationship very very nicely indeed and you know Elliot Gould um, as the dad he's you know he's well meaning enough he's a little bit oblivious but you know he's, he's a little bit sweeter isn't he mm, yeah he doesn't seem quite as rough as the mother there yeah well, a little bit of insight into Monica as the put-upon daughter. What about... Um, I, th- I found Rachel's storyline to be a little bit interesting this week because, you know, she's in the awkward position where she has to return the ring and she's stressing about, you know, having to see Barry for the first time. And, you know, her and Ross kind of bond over that, you know, kind of reconnecting with their exes and the pain that comes with that. Mm. And then it comes, it comes to it and she meets up with him and she's almost a little bit, like, upset that he's doing okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he kind of changed. He looks like he now wears contacts. He got hair plugs. Mm-hmm. He was all tanned and happy. And it's probably not the Barry that she knew. And he's, you know, she said something like, oh, you don't like to, while you're wearing contacts, you don't like to put your finger in your eye. And he's like, well, I like it for her. Right. And, yeah. And that's, and I'm not, I'm not sure why you feel like she shouldn't be jealous. Nah, but she's in no position to be like upset or angry about it. She should be like relieved at the very least that like he's okay. Mm. I think she's a bit dis- disappointed that he's not like a gibbering wreck. I think she's a bit upset that he isn't like Doing acting like Ross. Yeah. No, yeah, I think she's. Yeah. Yeah, I th- and, and but she's in no position to feel like that. That is not a position to elicit sympathy from an audience. Again, though, her she's a good actress, and she makes you feel like, like I, I would feel that way. I would probably feel jealous <laughs> and, and angry. Only I mean, I'm your best friend, presumably your maid of honor. Yeah, runs away with your ex that the night that she leaves him i mean that she has no so, do they have something going on that whole time There's she has questions. zero footing on that moral high ground elizabeth i mean i it, know it, but <laughs> she they, there could have been a secret love affair behind the scenes you just don't know well that that's perhaps something that will be revealed at a later date and it, for me the the episode you know it ends on this really 
punchy zinger, but for me it left a bad taste in my mouth where she calls up Mindy and she goes, oh, I hope... I hope the baby has his hairline and your original nose. It's like, oh, this might get a big laugh. But, you know, you devastated that man. And, you know, fair, he's managed to find a little bit of, of happiness. Devastated? Yes! So they were supposed to leave for their honeymoon the night of the wedding. Mm-hmm. So clearly, from the time span where he found out she wasn't coming down the aisle mm-hmm. to when the plane took off, mm-hmm. he managed to hook up with this woman and go to Aruba mm-hmm. with her. No. I think that is scummy. Well, remember you said that, Elizabeth, because when we get four or five years down the line, that might that might become important again. We're just business associates, Michael. Yes, of course. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Ross's storyline introduces the fact that um, Susan Carol is pre- pregnant. Yes, Carol uh, is his ex-wife. You meet Carol, the ex-wife, uh, played by Anita Barone. Um, that's not important. Uh, because I don't think she's long for this world. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, but you also meet her lover, Susan, played by Jessica Hetch. She's gonna die. She has a little bit of um, uh, longevity in her, so um, at least at least we have that kind of constant in that relationship. No spoilers. And this uh, that interaction begins what is beginning. I fear going to be a very recurring trope in the first part and certainly indicative of the 1994 sitcom humor and that's many many jokes about lesbians and lesbianism and mm-hmm. yeah um they start they started off slight you know they sort of Ross referred to Susan as having a good handshake and and and, and things like that you know but uh, yeah that's that's something that's going to be recurring throughout I feel mm mm-hmm. mhm and, and it was interesting that we both laughed, I'd say, at their baby name choices. And of course, they all argue about it, too. But she so matter-of-factly said, you know, if it's a boy, Marlon, and a girl, Minnie. Yeah. That, that's not good. No. It's not good at all. Clearly, I've made fun of names and the way people look on this podcast already. Yeah. And but Marlin. You've now you've you've alienated the Rosses in episode one, and now all the Marlins the and Minis are tuning out. Well, that just don't those just don't seem like names for for humans. <laughs> Minnie Mouse, just like they say in it, but Marlin, like a fish. Well, you're just thinking of Finding Nemo, and they Maybe. they did not. Well, there have... is a type of fish. A Marlin's a very okay. large, sort of like a swordfish. I suppose so. They're fast. Mm-hmm. Fast yeah. fish. <laughs> they're the hunters so yeah so their storyline you know there's there's tension between the three of them again you know Susan is being a little bit needlessly like I don't want to say bitchy but needlessly like rude to Ross you know you'd think again if you were like the side of a relationship where where someone had been left or jilted you would maybe be a little bit more sympathetic to her but yeah. you know right off the bat she's she's kind of short with them and and and, and impatient and 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 rude and unsympathetic and again it's just, it just feels a little bit unnecessary it's just like god oh, come on kind of see it from his perspective surely mhm yeah she doesn't seem to tread very lightly she she says oh it's my baby too yeah that's very presumptuous and is it I mean, if it's a matter of opinion, sure, but it's, you know, the first time we meet her, she's already saying, this is my child. Mm-hmm. Imagine how Ross must be feeling at the sonogram of his of his baby. I feel like if she'd, like, been raising the kid for, like, three years or something, she could be like, yeah, this is my child, too. You know, I know I'm not, like, biologically attached, but, you know, I've been raising this child, so it's my baby, too. But Or if Carol and Susan had been together maybe longer than a, what, however long it is, a right. month or two or... 
a year. I yeah, don't know. well, they I refer to it being like a month since like Rachel left Barry at the altar, so it must be maybe a couple of months yeah. since since Ross has been ditched. That's tricky. Yeah, it's very presumptuous. I thought, mm. but it's it ends on a sweet note with hearing the baby's heartbeat and seeing the sonogram. It's it's really nice. You mm-hmm. know, Monica gets emotional about becoming an aunt, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice that you know we'll obviously go through the process of the baby being born and maybe him being a dad or, or in the life and not in and out of his life. Who knows? But yeah, it, it ended very sweetly as it seems to in these last two episodes. Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. Ross seems to be the the main character so Oh, you far. would think? Yeah? You think it's very much Ross's story for the time being? I think... Uh, oof, uh, I, again, I always seem to categorize it with the girl and the boy. So it seems to me that Rachel is the main girl mm-hmm. and Ross is the main guy. And they have they have their little moment in the coffee shop again about midway through. Oh, they're yeah. They're kind of talking about things, you know, again. That Ross and Rachel relationship oh. is being <laughs> being set up nicely. They're just laying the groundwork, you know, even mm-hmm. though it's not like they're explicitly re- referencing it, but, uh, you know, they're laying that groundwork. And, you, you know, we find out it's a quick line, but we find out that Phoebe is a twin. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a few firsts. Actually, I'm, you know, with the benefit of, of hindsight, there's a few things that probably don't mean very much to you now, but, like, I was quite impressed that they laid the groundwork in quite so early. Like, oh. there's things that come up that I didn't realize that were that started so early on that they, they really draw from later on. So without going into too many spoilers, yes, they do make reference to Phoebe's twin, which uh, does play up. Uh, I think it, it comes up later in this season, but certainly throughout the seasons you see you see more of it as well. Um, so that's something for you to look forward to. Um, you get little hints of, of Joey tucking into the lasagna. Remember this, Elizabeth. Joey likes his food. Joey loves his food. You're going to see that as we go on. What is this? Don't know spoilers. No, these are just little things that are going to be like reference. So it's just things to look out for. It's not really spoilers or anything like that. One of my, oh, my favorite um, semi-recurring characters, who I was delighted to see lurking in the background of Central Park, who I didn't realize appeared quite so early on, but you may have spotted um, behind the, the counter in Central Park is this kind of bleach blonde, slightly slightly balding man uh, no. working at Central Perk, uh, who uh, who comes to know later on uh, lovingly as Gunther. Um, he'll, he'll start coming into it a little bit more. And Gunther. Gunther. Who chooses the names on this show? Well, you know, Gunther, you can't say anything about Gunther. He's going to be a real... I, I think he's going to be a real favorite of yours as we go on as well. So just look out for that. All right, I didn't. I completely missed him. Mm-hmm. Um, they also make a little bit of a reference. It's just a very quick throwaway line. But um, Elliot Gould, Jack Geller, Ross and Monica's father, he makes reference to Monica being a little bit chubby back in high school. That that, that plays up. That's something you can you can look out for later on. Oh, boy. It's something they have a lot of fun with. It's it, Making it, fun of weight? Making fun of weight, but also kind of referring back to it. You know, there might be a flashback or two for you to look oh, out for. Oh, boy. Yeah. And also um, another favorite, although, well... We're also watching Frasier at this time, and you know how um, you, you remember Niles' uh, wife, his, his first wife, who he referred to often, Maris. Yes, Maris. Often referred to, never seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, friends have their own version of that. Who is with that? With uh, Ugly Naked Guy. Ugly course, Naked yes. Guy, yeah. They, they, they reference Ugly Naked Guy, and their, their first reference of him, he's the, the unattractive, overweight nude man who lives across the street from them, who they often spy through the window is at. Is he overweight? 
Oh, I suppose they don't ever reference his weight. Oh, look at the way our society is. Oh, God. Well, he is unattractive anyway. Um, And, and yeah, he's he's another (laughs) one that we're going to have lots of fun with between now and uh, during the run anyway. So that's something to look forward to. That's... You good there? Sorry. Clattering around like a bull in a china shop. Wait, I'd like to say something else. Yes, please. I've noticed that hairstyles have changed from the first episode to this episode. Okay. And I think it, it it's for the best. Well, Joey's side part bowl cut is gone, sadly. Yes, it's more just kind of gelled over. But even Monica's, she had these bangs and it was, you know, maybe a little shorter or something. But now it looks more... Scarecrow-ish. With the t- no, no, I would say... With the times, you know? Yeah, and Rachel's got that famous Rachel cut. Oh, already has she? Oh, okay. I think so. I, I noticed Monica's. I think this is the early, the early part of it. Okay. The hairstyles are, are all over the place. Do they change throughout? Or is that... Oh, of course. Okay. Well, we've got 10 years. All right, We're going yeah. into the 2000... This will carry us over a decade of, of fashion. It's going to be really fun. More baggy shirts that we noticed in this one as well. Mm, Ross was big... rocking the kind of... They, they like to roll up the sleeves part of the way with ludicrous baggy sleeves. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa Joe. More Grandpa Joe being honoured in this one. Um, Well, I think that's going to be it. I mean, here we are coming in at a a slender 18 minutes on this episode, and I think, you know, we shouldn't be able to talk about it more than the episode lasts, really, but uh, there's going to be more to build on as we go from here, but lots of stuff to have been laid down with that and lots of stuff to look forward to. You know, Ross's pregnancy, the the hinting at this uh, Ross and Rachel relationship that's being built up. You know, what about Phoebe and Joey and Chandler? Are we going to learn more about their characters as we go on? God. Are you excited to find out what happens next? I'm very excited to have uh, Phoebe have more lines. Oh, well, that's... No, you've got a good four, five, six years before no. that happens. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, she doesn't get a plot until at least season three or four, but... Uh, I'll when hold it happens. out. I'll hold out. Okay, so that was the one with the sonogram at the end. Our next one is going to be the one with the thumb. The thumb. Yes, the, the one thumb. with the thumb. What is the thumb? Who is the thumb? Where does mm. the thumb come? Uh, all of that will be answered and maybe more in our next episode of Friends Till the End. All right, buddy, give us a give us a kiss and a cuddle. We'll say goodbye. I'm giving her a noogie right there. Bye, <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.